Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey everybody, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Hall of Famer Miss Leanne Whippen mm-hmm. and someday Hall of Famer Mr. Max Good from AmazingRibs.com. We've been talking about Father's Day shopping for Dad's new grill, if that's what you're inclined to do, um, which is always a good thing. It, it shows you really care about Dad being able to cook decently for the family how's that that's a very nice definition there mm-hmm. anyway so we've talked about uh gas and pellets and, and charcoal the one thing we did talk about is kind of kamado style cookers max um again i have a gorilla kong i think it's called it's a it's a bruiser works great um various stages of of grates going up and down they you have to adjust them yourself they don't work on a pulley system or anything mm-hmm. uh but that works great but it is big and they are heavy uh, and you know you're not going to get this in the back of a toyota if you are you're not going to have your toyota functioning very long i can tell you that but what are the advantages if somebody wants to add a kamado style to their cooking uh inventory um well i mean they they are superb uh charcoal burning outdoor ovens uh, there there's a, a lot that you can do with them I, w- I want to also at this point in time mention we're talking about a lot of kind of more expensive items you know some people might not be spending several hundred bucks for these type of gifts right Go to AmazingRibs.com. We have uh, some good su- gift suggestions for all different holidays. You know, some of them are just, uh, you know, tongs or something for office parties for the holiday season, things of that nature. But we do have um, uh, suggestions for Father's Day, and they're not all in, not all real expensive for those who don't have the budget for it. But uh, to get back to your question, um, it is a different experience experience i mean they're they're so contained uh we talked about uh smokers needing to uh, be sealed up really well well they don't get more sealed up than those kamados and the insulation is is very very heavy um so when you adjust the temperatures using the vents which is what you have to do with any live fire cooking device you use uh the air intake and exhaust to control your temperature by controlling the air, you control the oxygen flow and the oxygen is what feeds the fire. Um, it's, it's a, a much different, it's, I guess you could say there's similarities to using a kettle, but it's, um, it's just, uh, 
I feel as if um, once you're dialed in um, on a Kamada style in your temp, it holds that temp consistently for a long period of time. Bada bing, bada boom. Leanne said Mm -hmm. one of the biggest differences, and that that is true. Uh, If once you learn them, and they're not that hard to learn, uh, they are harder than a gas grill. uh, But once you get to know your Kamado, um, you can just leave that thing purring away, you know, for overnight, you know. You know, there's one warning that I don't hear about very often, and I've gone through this when I was first cooking on them, is when you're cooking high temperature, you need to what they call burp them. Okay. Yeah. And that means just let a little bit of that oxygen out because I've lost hair from like this, like blown out, almost like blue flame. When you open it too fast, it really does shoot out super hot. I mean, super hot heat and you have to burp them. Um, and I think that's good point. Yeah. That, not no, that's never happened to me, uh, but I have heard of it happen and you can yeah. see why, because like, like we were saying, they're so well insulated and sealed off. Um, you know, those big, he's Jeff's got one behind him there and yes. that big, heavy ceramic lid on mm-hmm. top as a thick, strip of insulation around it Mm -hmm. so uh Mm -hmm. when you shut that thing down and you shut down the vents uh to to get go low and slow um there's not a lot of oxygen in there you lift that thing up and um well you were saying you've experienced more at a high Mm -hmm. temperature cooking but uh either either way when you lift that lid up there's a rush of oxygen going to a, a charcoal fire so the those issues can happen um, definitely. Think, I'm glad Leanne brought that up because. Uh, and I, another I thing that I think people don't think about is when you get upwards to like six, seven hundred degrees, I find that that's the magic number. The lids are, are they have like a felt, you know, insulated thing that, you know, really helps. And it it's nice because it's quiet when you shut and open it. But um, the felt burns out when you get those temperatures super hot. The it just burns away that felt. And fortunately, you can buy the liner and just pull it off and then stick it back on there. And, and that you need to do because otherwise you're going to have more oxygen and it's going to get hot as can be. And so people need to be aware of that as well. I, I just find that that happens when you get in excess of 600. I would suggest to people and they don't do this in all parts of the country. But if you have a pellet stove not a grill, but a stove in your house. Maybe it's in your living room. Maybe it's in the basement. You would be familiar with having to replace that insulation strip. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're not exactly the same. The one for uh, pellet stoves, home heating stoves, is kind of round. It's like a big piece of rope, but it's uh, it can be gray or white or black. It's the same thing, though, because if mm-hmm. you've got a leak in your pellet heater at home inside the house, your your system isn't going to function properly. It's going to burn up too many pellets too fast mm-hmm. um, and you won't be able to control the temperature as well. I, I know that because in two of my homes, we've had pellet um, heaters, pellet stoves. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very common out here on the West Coast. So. Another another big advantage, I think, um, to <clears throat> the Kamado styles, because you use lump charcoal in them. And 
if you shut, you know, both your vents um, and you shut it down, you're able to reuse what's left charcoal wise. So you right. aren't losing your charcoal and it's a pretty easy shutdown process. Yeah, uh, that works great. And it's also I found them, um, like Max said, at the top of the show, they're they're pretty easy to clean up. You know, if you've got a lot of ash and stuff in the bottom, you've done a couple, three cooks and you haven't cleaned them and you want to get clean that out and get kind of a fresh start. They're pretty easy to clean versus like on a gas grill where you're scraping out some grease in the bottom of that. Yeah, um, it's just ash in the bottom and they have the little ash cleaners. It's like an L shaped thing and it right. just scoops it out and you just. Yeah, it's yeah, easy. very easy, but they are heavy as hell. Even the smaller ones, mm -hmm. you know, the um, uh, green eggs and then other ones, Louisiana and those, they have little tailgater versions now that are about mm -hmm. this big uh, that you can take. The only question, and we're kind of getting off track here, but I don't care uh, if you're going to go do a tailgate with them. Some some facilities like at stadiums and stuff will not allow you to use actually live fire. Uh, California, have, I just heard, has that rule. Yeah. And they have it here in Oregon. Um, you have to use uh, a gas or a pellet if you're on location. So, so. I guess we have to uh, put some pitmasters in as senators. Is that how we're going to get around? Yeah, this? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. But it's you do have to you have to. You have to know your location, as they say, location, location, location. Yeah, those, but, uh, those small portable commodities, too, are pretty small. They have very small cook surfaces. So yeah. Got to keep that in mind, too. Yeah, because I have one and you can get if you get a big porterhouse on, that's about all you're going to fit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say there aren't they good for about four burger patties or something at a time. Uh, you might get six on there. I get six. <laughs> If you're doing, you know, four to ones or something on there, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have one. I've seen them used, but I don't mm -hmm. have one of those. But to me, they're, 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 they're fun and they're cute. But um, if you're going to go tailgating, there's other things to use that are more efficient for mm -hmm. you or like that. So, Max, let's talk about this for a second. Um, I know you said you had an article about this and probably several on amazing ribs. Maybe dad doesn't need uh, a new grill, any type. Maybe dad just needs uh, some good tongs or good mitts or meat claws or something like that. What what have you got for that? Well, you just named uh, some of the usual suspects. Um, and, um, of course, uh, instant read digital thermometer if you don't have it you gotta have it that is a must yes it's mm -hmm. absolute necessity of your your improve your barbecue game overnight if you start using digital thermometers um and the instant read meat thermometers are the most important you know we we advocate using digital thermometers to monitor the actual cook temperature at the cook surface that can get a little tricky particularly with gas grills but it's a slam dunk with instant read meat thermometers. When you, they have like, they have a, a spike that comes out of them and you stick it in the meat at the thickest part and the digital display will tell you exactly what that internal meat temperature is. 
So if you're sticking in a piece of chicken and it's at 120, that's way underdone. Mm-hmm. You don't want to pull it off yet. Or if it's at 180, it's like, holy mackerel, this thing's done. Time to yank it off. You know, don't let it, don't, don't bring it out to your friends and they go, I'm not eating that, it's raw. Or conversely, this tastes like cardboard. It's all dried out. You right, know? right. Uh, so you want to you want to cook whatever, whether it's a burger or sausages or chicken or steaks or whatever it is, you want to cook them right. And the only way to really understand what that internal doneness is 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 with an accurate digital thermometer. You know, that's I- what I like about your site is that you actually. Um, compare thermometers because, you know, they can be a hundred bucks and that's expensive for a lot of people in their budget, but there are actual thermometers that are very accurate and you detail it, uh, you know, on, on amazingribs.com and it's, and they're affordable. So it's nice that you do that and you cover everything. There's some under 20 bucks that work. Okay. You know, again, Mm -hmm. you get what you pay for if you and um, and there again, we have searchable reviews for uh, all th- of our thermometers that we've reviewed, and the reviews are pretty detailed. Um, uh, and you could spend a good deal of money, or you could spend fifteen bucks. So, uh, mm-hmm. well, if I you th- don't have one, get one. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think you have to look at them like uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor always thought about. A, a person cannot have special. She always talked about herself and women, but too many diamonds. Well, for barbecue people, I don't think you can have too many digital meat thermometers. Truly, I think that because you're going to get done with a cook and you might leave one outside. And if you're going to do something inside the same time, or if you've got multiple grills, you know, they're not that expensive. Um, you know, I do think it's worth the investment to spend a little bit more and get like a thermopen where you're yeah. going to sit because mm-hmm. they make them waterproof now, not just yeah. water resistant, waterproof. And now they can take a read in one second flat. So you aren't even disturbing your cooker that long. You're you're in and out of there. And, and that's good. Right. Right. That's kind of like Shaja's marriages in and out of there quick. Oh, you know. He was waiting to use that one. <laughs> yes, I was. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Okay. Here's, um, and I'm sure Leanne will have some comments about this. And I say that honestly, mm-hmm. I, I tend not to use a lot of the, and I get them, uh, barbecue kits that people buy with odd shaped tongs and stuff. I tend to use more like chef's tongs that you would use in a conventional kitchen. Some of them are heavier. They're a heavier gauge stainless steel. They grip better. They lock uh, when you close them up or whatever. That's just me. That's the way I do things. But um, I've got sets of the, you know, two foot long handled tongs and stuff. And I've never, I guess I'm not that, ambidextrous or something I've, I've never been able to master those like i have other ones and also quite honestly a very good uh wide with length stainless steel good handled spatula if you're going to do burgers or something um on the grill your thoughts uh well i I from, you know, being in restaurants and just over the years, I agree with the kit thing because most of them are just trying to sell for the looks and they're not super functional, especially the tongs. There's nothing worse than a bad pair of tongs. 
Uh, so I tend to favor Edland, which is a commercial brand restaurant type tong it, it, and it with the locking clip and they're durable and they come in all different lengths and they are not super expensive. And right. I, I totally tongs are, are very important. Um, and, and I agree with you on the spatula. I, I do. Th- and, and you have to think about getting like a fish type spatula for fish too. I, yeah. I think that that's important. So there, you know, yeah, I agree. How about that? Mm-hmm. We agreed on something. Yes. I noticed Max was very quiet there. He was not going to interrupt the family fight, but it was mm-hmm. all good. Mm-hmm. No, I just think the I think those tools and the other thing that I recommend, you can go to Walmart and you can buy a package of I think they still call them this bar towels. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and there's eight or 10 of them, whatever there is in a package for about six, eight bucks. They're just white kind of uh, flower sack type material, cotton. If you get them too nasty, throw them away. You know, they're like Doritos. They'll make more of them. But I think mm-hmm. a good stack of bar towels for that, for dad outside is very helpful. I uh, agree. Yeah. How about that? Yes. Overlooked, overlooked. Yeah, I just and hot that. gloves. You have to have good hot gloves. And I'm not talking the ones that are like made out of cowhide because all they do is get dirty and you can't wash them. I like a neoprene, which is a high temperature slick material. And um, I got to have a pair of those, too, because it's nice to be able to grab a pork butt, you know, off of your smoker and it won't burn your hands. And it it. it it, they can be cleaned and it's just a nice thing. I had an experience. I want to ask you about this. Somebody gave me a pair of gloves. It wasn't my, my wife, my everyday wife. Um, <laughs> but it, they were kind of a, a woven mesh. And uh, I was pouring a pot of, I think, corn on the cob out. And I, my hands got scalded from the steam that went right through those. Mm-hmm. Um, it hurt like hell. And I smiled and threw them away after that because I, they weren't functional for me. But I agree, a good set of, of gloves. Um, I have some like you described. Uh, that's really important because you're dealing with, you know, a very hot surface. At some point and there's mm-hmm. uh, whatever meat is cooking on it, but you've got to get it off of there and uh, you need to protect your hands. You know, another thing that is one of my favorite things and my go to are um, it's a little handheld um, butane to light your fire, you know, yeah. instead of those cheap Bic lighters that always break and whatever. You know, this you're spending a little bit more on it's refillable and it has a high powered flame that even wind, it it takes a lot to make it go out. But that is also a very important thing for me. Max. Um, Well, I got to agree with everything you guys are talking about. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I could add these little little things that um, that one could get. Hmm, I'm coming up with blanks, though. Well, you know what else is nice is um, 
I know it's kind of a cheap thing, not probably a gifty thing, but all of the aluminum half pans and full pans and uh, the little mini ones, because you can heat up your sauce on the grill. So you're putting warm sauce on your meat. Those I think people forget about. I mean, you can buy those in the dollar store or the right. dollar and a quarter store now. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and then too, along those lines, uh, I mentioned earlier, things like griddles. Mm-hmm. Those are wonderful. If you haven't cooked on one, um, it really uh, opens up some new vistas for your cooking capability outside. And in fact, these like uh, these griddle grills like Blackstone, that that's mm-hmm. all they are. You know, they're just a they're just flat top. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're very popular and you can see why you can make uh, you can grow veggies on them, grow burgers they are great for so many eggs, eggs, pancakes, pancakes. Not just for eggs and bacon, though. You know, there you can grill all kinds of great stuff on them. Smash and, burgers. But, but if you don't want to get just a big, not that you shouldn't, you know, get a big old dedicated unit. But to just get, if you don't have a cast iron pan or cast iron griddle, get one. It's they're a lot of fun and they're yeah, very very useful. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, one last thing. Let's talk about it. We talked about it in the regular show. Grill grates. This is not a pitch for Brad's product, but it kind of is that they're very helpful. Um, depending on what you're cooking and stuff, they're handy to have around and they they'll cost you a little bit of money, but not an arm and a leg. And I think grill grates make an appropriate gift. If you, you got to know what grill you're buying them for. Uh, and some companies like you can't buy grill a grill grill plates from um, from the, the manufacturer. You have to buy them through the company that makes uh, the actual grills because they've got certain things like that that they they can't sell you. But for like if you've got Weber or um, Green Mountain, some of those. I know that you can just get them from grill grates themselves. Yeah, they have interlocking and the different sizes and shapes. And now it's my understanding that they make one for those flat tops um, because of the, you know, there's no airflow. So it's a little bit different, but it, it's they get super, super hot and it's cool because they give, you know, those beautiful grill marks on your food. Right. You know, everyone's, you know, you like to look at pretty food. It does it. Um, it it's excellent gift. You're right. Yep. There you go. Max. Good. Don't forget about Max's black swans, gourmet sauces. And yes, I will take care of you and Leanne after the show and, and connect <laughs> you to, mm-hmm. and you can feel free to send me another box whenever you have. An extra. Uh, what's, what, um, I want to know one thing though. Why black swan? Where'd the name come from? Oh, it's uh, one of our readers just asked me that. Uh, I, um, I was toying when I first entered into that. Uh, I was toying around with this whimsical story of blacks, the black swan being the spice trading ship, you know, with the sails, you know, going to the Caribbean islands, bringing spices from all over the world. And that, that this cook aboard the, the ship had come up with this recipe and that I had discovered it. And this was a sauce for the whole world. And uh, as I'm looking into it, um, I, 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 I like to go to the, the thesaurus and play around with words. And mm-hmm. somehow Black Swan came up for 
unusual, unexpected. And then I get on the internet and I'm looking at Black Swan and lo and behold, there's this uh, old uh, swashbuckling movie, The Black Swan. It's this pirate ship. And I just said, well, that's the name. That there you go. That's it. Yeah. That's there it. Go. It's meant to be. There you go. Um, and you can find Max's reviews online at AmazingRibs.com. He's got a ton of them there and he keeps cranking them out loyally and faithfully. Um Probably every month, don't you, Max? Uh, sometimes I get a couple of months. Sometimes a month goes by where I don't because there's other projects we're working on. Sure. But I've enlisted uh, our crew, too. They're helping me out. Uh, I have to So many new things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, uh, uh, we, we try to do as many as we can. That's all I can say. Well, <laughs> you know, this this whole deal has grown and I'm not competitive barbecue aside, but 10 years ago when you walked through a an Ace Hardware or, um, you know, any store, grocery store, you didn't have a whole aisle dedicated to barbecue. You know, 10 years ago, when you went into a Kroger's, for example, they had an area for barbecue sauces, maybe some rubs, but it wasn't as big as it is mm -hmm. now. So they have obviously wised up to how big the interest in barbecue has grown over the years. And um, it's uh, reflective in their shelf space, shall we say. Mm -hmm. And so is Amazing Ribs uh, caught on to that, you know. The meathead knew, I think, before he started. But anyway, Max, <laughs> thank you for being with us. Uh, yeah, thank you. Great to talk to you again today. And don't forget, folks, you can check out um, Max's stuff on AmazingRibs.com. And of course, if you go back and look at all the shows that Max has been on with us over the years, there's quite a few of those. So they're all full of great information. Max, thank you very much. Well, thank you. It's always thank a you. pleasure. Mm -hmm. We'll be back next week with another edition of After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. Remember our motto, turn it, don't burn it. Go out there, have some fun, cook something, and, and take care, everybody. <laughs>